Hello, friends, and welcome to the Heart to Heart podcast. I am your host, Kathy Jo Hart. I am a Christian author and speaker. We will be discussing the hot topics of the day. Our last episode was focused on Kyrie Irving and the value of a secular apology. It was good to see that Kyrie was able to satisfy the conditions for his reinstatement. I am pleased that the NBA kept their word and allowed Kyrie to return to the court once he completed the terms of his apology. Let's hope he has received forgiveness and redemption and that he will be able to put this nightmare behind him once and for all. Today's hot topic is the 2022 word of the year, and that word is gaslighting. According to the Newport Institute, gaslighting is a form of manipulation where the manipulator attempts to make their victim believe what's happening to them isn't actually happening and their reality is untrue. The term gaslighting is based upon an Alfred Hitchcock movie, Gaslight. A man tries to convince his wife that she is going insane so he can steal from her. Gradually, she begins to question her own memories and perceptions. Does this sound familiar? Well, it should, because it is happening all around us. So what are the signs of gaslighting? Let's take a look at the eight signs of gaslighting in a relationship compiled by the Newport Institute. Now, the gaslighting behaviors can be within your romantic, your family, or work relationships. Number one, lying about or denying something and refusing to admit the lie even when you show them proof. You know, in this situation, truth doesn't matter, and they will point to their feelings to justify their position as proof. Can you say the Me Too movement? Number two insisting that an event or behavior you witnessed never happened and that you're remembering it wrong. They will insist on their memory of an event that you remember differently. They have distorted memories to justify their actions. And when confronted with a different memory, they get angry and accuse you of lying. They are not interested in learning the truth. Their perspective is the only perspective that matters. Whether it is right or wrong, they will insist on their justifications. Number three, spreading rumors and gossip about you or telling you that other people are gossiping about you. I don't like gossiping. Gossip and labeling a person is creating an opinion that guides how others are to treat you. I personally hate gossip and I refused to engage in it. I had been labeled most of my life, and it formed misperceptions of my identity. Even to this day, there are family members who can't think of me any other way than the labels given to me when I was three years old. I mean, seriously? It is crazy how labels affect how others see you. Number four, changing the subject or refusing to listen when confronted about a lie or other gaslighting behavior. Their misperceptions are their reality, and you are not allowed to contradict their misperceptions. Everything has to be your fault to justify their emotions. Number five, telling you that you're overreacting when you call them out. They will flip the script, to make you feel like it is all about you and that you are being self-centered. 
Number six, blame shifting in relationships, saying that if you acted differently, they wouldn't treat you like this. So it's really your fault. They never accept responsibility for their role in the relationship. Twisting a story to minimize their abusive behavior. Marriage counselors hear this a lot when working with a cheating spouse. Inevitably, it is the adulterer that blames his or her spouse to justify their actions. And number seven, minimizing their hurtful behaviors or words by saying something like, it was just a joke or you're way too sensitive. I got this a lot when I was told, you are too thin-skinned. Saying things like, I have to walk on eggshells when I'm around you. It is unfair, as this is a label placing you in a defensive position. It undermines your self-esteem. And number eight, separating you from friends and family who might recognize your gaslighting abuse symptoms. Those who are the abusers love to isolate you from family or friends. Isolation is done on purpose. Any of these signs of gaslighting in a relationship are cause for concern and indicate that the connection is unhealthy and may be causing severe mental health repercussions for the person being gaslit. You know, I was always feeling blindsided, never being able to catch up with reality. It affected my identity. I was always questioning myself, which led to feeling unwanted and unworthy. This type of relationship is, and was, highly toxic. There is no way to win with this type of abuse. Many times, the abuser cannot see their actions as being anything other than justified. It's the Me Too movement. It is terrible. You are automatically guilty, and the louder you proclaim your innocence, the guiltier you are made to feel. Ultimately, you just have to walk away because they're never going to acknowledge their role in the relationship. It's sad because sometimes we just have to walk away and give it to God. Gaslighting is emotional abuse. It sows self-doubt and confusion in their victim's mind. They seek to gain power over the other person by distorting reality and forcing them to question their own judgment and intuition. How to tell if someone is gaslighting you and eroding your mental health? Well, the most damaging gaslighting abuse symptoms are the ones that take root in a victim's mind and begin to wear away at their self-worth and trust in themselves. Here are some of the mental health consequences of being gaslit. Blaming yourself for the way the other person treats you. This is why you have low self-esteem. Walking on eggshells around the other person. Afraid of getting yelled at or being corrected in front of people. Feeling shame for minor mistakes. Believing that you are too sensitive. It makes you feel really bad about yourself. Questioning your own feelings, judgments, and observations. They belittle you. Always being a contrarian. Never acknowledging your contribution or legitimate point of view. Feeling lonely and trapped, it's because they isolate you. Doubting your own memory and sanity, blaming you for something you did not do. 
staying silent rather than speaking up about what you think or believe. This is a big one for me, not being able to stand up against those who are bullying me into submission, thinking that if I didn't react, they would somehow show courtesy or acceptance. But my silence empowered them to continue the abuse. Being on edge and feeling threatened all the time because you're always waiting for the next blindsided event. Starting to believe what the gaslighter tells you about yourself, that you are crazy or stupid. They will try to chip away your foundation. You are not allowed to have self-confidence. They see you as a threat. There is nothing you can do to change their opinion or mindset. You slowly lower your self-esteem, and then they are disgusted at your weakness. It is perpetual resentment and bitterness for being you, thinking you can't do anything right and feeling disappointed in who you have become. This is also a big one for me. I have seen this in political divisions. When you are judged as being unworthy because of who you voted for, you know, they believe they have to go to war with you for your conservative or your liberal opinions. Another example, those who support pro-life versus pro-abortion, vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. You saw those who wished death for those who did not or could not get vaccinated. Spending a lot of time apologizing for your actions, demanding you apologize without being forgiven or redeemed. How many times do I have to apologize when you haven't accepted the first one yet? I talked about this in the previous podcast. What good is a secular apology when there is no forgiveness or redemption? The answer is none. Another element I have recently noticed too is those who use gaslighting to hurt someone else will accuse the other person of gaslighting them. It is perpetual abuse. This is what happens in a cancel culture. You hurt my feelings, so I have the ability to hurt you. It's an eye for an eye. I wrote about this in my book, God's Chosen Helper. So read chapter 17 and 18, where it discusses culture war, science, and godless societies, and worldviews and the satanic influences. Our current cancel culture practices the nine opening statements of the satanic Bible, such as indulgence instead of abstinence, vital existence, not spiritual illusion, kindness to those who deserve it, vengeance, and celebrating the so-called sins. These types of abuses are the cause of unprecedented estrangements in our society today. Did you know that the U.S. has the sixth highest divorce rates in the entire world? Well, guess who is number one? It's Russia. We have actually entered into a new psychological realm that hasn't been seen before. From a psychological point of view, this is frightening. Estrangements eliminate empathy. Cutting ties eliminates communication, and it eliminates forgiveness and redemption. There can be no reconciliation. This is why we have fractured families. 
We will be addressing estrangements in our next episode. So go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss out on a very important topic that many are experiencing today. Well, we need to wrap up our podcast. So please feel free to comment and let me know your thoughts on the 2022 word of the year, gaslighting. Let me know your questions so we may address it in future episodes. Well, thank you for joining me. Until next time, may God bless you and may you receive his favor this week. Thank you and amen.